How's it going? Welcome to the live stream. Hope you guys are having a great day. Whew, what a week, what a week. I actually got a lot of work done this week. I, if you noticed on the preview thing or whatever, I didn't really have a title for the live stream. I've been writing down ideas, but uh, I couldn't really think of anything clever to come up with, so I just, you know, it's the Sunday live stream, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. It has been a pretty good week. A few weird things happened that I'll get into. I'm kind of apprehensive to talk about them because it kind of goes down a road I don't want to bring to this live stream, but... Well, I'll get into that later. Anyway, if you guys are uh, watching the repost, make sure to leave comments and let us know if you have ideas of stuff you want to talk about for next week or, you know, any comments or uh, anything you've seen on the live stream that you have a point of discussion that you want to talk about in the live stream. And whew, if you're new here, oh, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I got to say I've been working hard and not preparing so i'm like huh i wonder how this is gonna go but we'll just take it stride for stride <laughs> anyway if you're new here i like to talk about my passions and you know what your passions are and how we develop these passions and get it you know right now i'm kind of into cameras i've actually i went from one camera and two phones to two cameras and one phone to now i just have three cameras <laughs> Thanks to Amazon, because Amazon has this new thing where you can make payments. So instead of buying like a $600 camera, you're making $100 payments every month. So, yeah, that really helped me decide. <laughs> if you have anything you want to talk about with your passions or anything like that, make sure to chime in and let us know. All right. Whew. Man, so we'll, we'll talk about the fun stuff first, because... Uh, yeah, there's, there's a topic that uh, I'm still debating what I want to talk about. it. But anyway, it's funny because a lot of times it's hard to know, hey, what's up, Chip? What's up, Shepherd's Forge? Haven't seen you around here in a while. That table you made, man, that, that looks sweet. <laughs> anyway, it's funny because you put up these videos like a, like yesterday's video, the ACDC Etcher, man, you know, you figure everyone that's in the knives and stuff, they want to etch logos on their knives and stuff. But then you get these comments where like, oh, I use a battery charger or I just use a 9-volt power supply and that's fine. But they don't realize that with DC, you only get like one type of etch. Where if you use AC and DC, you can double etch it. Like, uh, this will come out in Monday's video, but like this. This is a DC etch. See how you can't really see it? Because it's in there. You can feel it's in there. But when, And both of these are stone marsh. But when you got it like that, let's see if it will show up in the light. Uh, this is a bad point because I can't show it, but like this. See? See how black that is? You're not going to get a black etch like that with only DC. And, uh, yeah, so I'm like, man, I, I figured everyone would want that. And, uh, the funny thing is I made that one previous video where I took the power supply, or I took the wall wart and made one. Now, I, I realized that, um, you know, that might be a little bit more difficult to do. So, 
I made this video real easy. And it's funny because you can always tell when someone just reads the title of your, uh, you know, the title of your video, but doesn't watch it. <coughs> Excuse me, because I had this guy's like, oh man, I won't need to make that, that's too complicated. I just made this. And you know what he showed me? He showed me the wall warp. And it's like, well, obviously you didn't watch the video because I showed you, you know, how the wall warp got destroyed and so on and so on. So I had to comment back, I was like, yeah, I already made that video too, you know, <laughs> so, but people said they didn't really know how to do it, so I wanted to make it simpler, so, <laughs> but it's funny, because a lot of people, they'll just read your comment, and, or, or they'll read the title of your video, and they'll just comment, like, oh, that's crap, I do it this way, you're doing it wrong, and blah, 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 excuse me, and it's like, you know, it's funny when people are like, Oh, you're not doing that right. It's like, no, I'm doing it right because it's the way I do it. Now, it might not be the right way for you, but for me, it's the right way because obviously it turned out right. So, it's like everyone has their own way of doing things, but they see someone else doing something just a little bit different, it's the wrong way because they don't do it that way. So, I don't know. It's funny how people get these mindsets where, oh, I do it like this, I learned how to do it like this, so it can only be done like this. You can't do it any other way, only like this. But, you know, I understand, because I'm stubborn too. Chip, I'm about to make a gnat trap. These little suck. oh man, I love summer. I'll tell you what, summer is the best. I hate cold weather. Anything about cold, but bugs drive me crazy too, I'll tell you what. Especially in like late August, when it starts raining a lot, because we get these big old water bugs. Every once in a while, I don't see them any time of the year except late August, early September. You know, they're big old cockroaches, you know, like two inches long. And luckily, they don't produce like regular cockroaches, so you only see like Two or three a year. But there's two or three a year too many. I mean, they're huge. It's like, man. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Whew. A funny thing happened a couple times this week when, uh, you know, because I've got a few other, like, Facebook forums I go on and other stuff like that. And it always strikes me funny when people are like, hey, sir, you know, or they call me sir or I'm out. Now, now, if you're, if me and you are talking back for back and forth, and you're like, yes, sir, I got that, you know, that's different. But when people call me sir, and they're like, excuse me, sir, it's like, ah, oh, I'm not a sir. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> I don't know why it always just strikes me odd when people call me sir. It, I guess it's it's the kid in me, or, or the person that wants to stay a kid in me. It's like, man. I'm not a sir. I'm a man. I'm a dude. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Chip almost got the gnat trap build. I don't even know what a gnat trap really is. I remember when uh, those Japanese beetles used to come around back in like the 70s, 70s, early 80s, and you'd have to hang off those, uh, those wire posts with a big bag, and like in two days, it would just be 
filled with Japanese beetles. You don't really see them that much anymore, but man, they were bad back then. <laughs> Alright, I guess I'll get into the topic I didn't really want to, but I had to kind of tread lightly on this. And let me just preface it. I think that's the word. Let me just start off by saying I got a lot of friends that are far right or that are far left. And I've talked before how I kind of fall in the middle. You know, I believe in gun rights. I believe people should own guns. But I also believe in equal rights for people and, and the whole thing. And I really don't like talking politics or religion, you know. And it's just bad subjects. In fact, on Facebook, I used to get in these hour-long arguments with both the left and the right. And people in religion and, and oh, you have to believe in God or you, you're, you're an idiot because you believe in God or, you know, that whole, that whole thing. <clears throat> I just gave up talking religion. You know, my dad, my dad used to go to church every day. I don't mean every Sunday. I mean every day. But he would say, never talk politics, never talk religion. They'll, they'll, you know, all they will do is start fights and end friendships. But anyway, so I even like swore off politics on Facebook. I don't talk about it and all that. But this is a discussion. I, I don't even really want to discuss it. I just want to give my view and why I did what I did. But uh, on these live streams, I've talked about Chucky 2009 a lot. And I have a feeling if you guys watching too, you know where I'm going with this. But he has awesome welding videos, and he's taught me a lot. And uh, he started getting into farming and stuff, which I appreciate, you know. And I love his personality, and I still watch him every day. But over the last few weeks, he's been getting very political. And not like right-wing, left-wing political. Like very uh, anti-establishment you know, very, uh, well, let me just cut to the chase. Two days ago, he wrote a manifesto for two hours of the guy who killed 51 people in New Zealand and injured 50. Now that, that, I almost, I almost unsubscribed right there. I was like, man, this is going, you know, I'm not comfortable with this. I can't support this. It's not something I want to get into, and, uh, you know, but then the day later, he comes out, and he's talking about my channels being deleted, and he's talking about being a ethno-nationalist, now that's like the PC term for saying, I'm a white nationalist, I'm a white supremacist, I can't get behind racist people, I'm sorry, you know, if you guys want to unsubscribe, it's just not something I believe in, you know, the guy that did my heart surgery, he was a Muslim. I've had black people save my life. So, I need to, I'm getting a little upset here, but, yeah. Racism is something I can't support. I can't get behind. There's too much hatred, too much violence, too much bad things in the world to, uh, to concentrate on that or to support it. So, <laughs> Let me move on from that. I just, 
you know, I talk about Chucky 2000 a lot in these live streams and stuff, and how he was a great guy and all this stuff, but, you know, I, I, that's one thing I have to stand against, you know, and, it, and it, it's not only white supremacy or that, it's any kind of extremist actions, you know, I don't care if you're a, an extreme Christian, I don't care if you're an extreme Muslim, I don't care, you know, if you're a black person that hates white people, I can't, any kind of stuff like that is bad. All you're doing is preaching hate, preaching violence, and, and that's not something I want to stand for. I want to make this world better. You know, look, I'm shaking talking about this. I want to make a better world where we can all, you know, be ourselves and not worry about the next guy coming in and killing us. Either way. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to get off that topic, but I just know I always talk about Chucky 2009 a lot. And, uh, yeah, I can't support him anymore. It's just not, it's not where I'm at, you know. Ah, so let's talk about, <laughs> well, <clears throat> actually this kind of ties into that, but on the other side. Uh, I talk about Simple Little Life a lot. He's a great guy. So let, let's take the opposite of that, you know. And it's funny because every once in a while I'll talk to him and DM him on Instagram and we'll talk. Well, somehow we got on the topic of how I live in D.C. And he's like, oh, man, in the early 2000s, I lived in Bethesda, which is Maryland, which is probably like 20 minutes away from here. Well, this was, what, 2001. This was, like, right after my dad died. So, uh, me and my mom are driving to an appointment in Wheaton. And if you remember 2001 was when Lee Malvo was doing those sniper attacks where they killed, like, 12 people in D.C. And uh, it was the weirdest thing because me and him were talking about this. I was like, oh, man, you lived in D.C. in, like, 2001. Well, you know, and I started talking about... The, the, the second killing, I think, was at the Shell Station. Me and my mom were driving up Connecticut Avenue. And the Shell Station was on the right. And I jokingly said, Mom, look, that guy looks like he's dead. You know, just as a joke, like he might have fallen over or he might have been napping on the curb or something. We went to our appointment and came back. Sure enough, cops were everywhere. And it was the second victim of the shooting. And I was talking to Jeremy from Simple Little Life about this. And he was like, man, that is so weird. I drove by that shell five minutes before that happened. So, in this world where we're both knife makers, we're both YouTubers, he lives in, you know, Canada now. We had somehow made this weird connection and started talking about this thing. And we were ten minutes apart from each other. Drove right by it. And it just... One horrible, tragic incident never happened. We would have never even known we passed each other. Or probably didn't pass each other, but we're within 10 minutes of each other. <clears throat> so it's, man, it's, things like that, it's like, man, it's such a small world. And, you know, even though that tragedy happened, 
And, and see, there's the other side. Now, these were, you know, black guys that had extremist ideas and went out and killed 12 people, 12 innocent people for no reason except to make their point. And now that guy's dead, and the kid that he influenced is sitting in jail for the rest of his life. So that's why, you know, I don't care what kind of extremist you are, you're, you know, it, I just can't get behind that. You know, people just, uh, I said I was going to get off that topic, but it's just, you know, filling your mind with hate just breeds more hate, you know? I want, I want to make the world better. You know, it's why I do these tutorials. It's why I do stuff like that. You know, my parents always gave me morals. My parents, you know, my dad was a jazz bassist. You know, he would be the only white guy in D.C. playing bass and all this other stuff. Now, yes, I've had black people do bad things to me. I've had white people do bad things to me. You know, when you focus on the bad, it only leads to more bad things. So, anyway, <laughs> let's get off that one. But I just had to put my two cents in on that, and it's uh, it's disappointing because man, I really like Chucky two thousand nine. Anyway, man, I've been getting a lot of stuff done. Uh, you guys were asking for the Kydex tutorial, so I've been uh, working on it. I got this one done. I got half of it shot. I still have to, uh, you know, shape it up and all that stuff. So this one, got that done last night, half the video done. Look at, man, I'm telling you, I'm shaking from talking about that. I don't like talking about bad stuff. It's not a good thing. And I got this one done. So, we got some Kydex going and, yeah, man. And these, I actually had this one done, these three knives done. And this is the fillet knife for the, the guy. But I didn't tell him it was done because I wanted to show it on camera. <laughs> but man, woo, it's nice and sharp. Let me see if I have some newspaper around here. Spoiler alert, I was doing this already for a video. <laughs> but now that I'm on camera, it's not going to cut nice. Oh yeah. Woo. Look at me, I'm, I'm shaking talking about that. Whew. Ah, man, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm concentrating on my hands too much. But yeah, this knife is done. I still got to learn sharpening, man. My, my sharpening skills are horrible. Shepherd's Forge, the common denominator, all people can be bad. You got that right. But on the other hand, all people can be good. That's that's the thing, you know. Because my dad used to have this friend, and he was blatantly racist. I mean, you know, black people would walk by, and he, you know, he would be respectful, but they knew he was racist. Which, in honesty, I can almost respect more than someone that hides behind it. But anyway, if you were white, this guy would go out of his way to help you. Like, my car broke down one time, 
and I was getting ready to take it into the shop. I came home from work or something, and he was in my, he had the hood open, and he fixed my car without even telling me. But I'm a white person, and that, I don't know, that's just wrong. <coughs> don't cut myself. Yeah, man, this thing is sharp. But this one's done. I'm having a, um, I don't know if I'm going to sell this or not, because this wood is really soft, and you can see where the kydex keeps cutting into the wood. But man, this one's real sharp too. Let me see if I can cut with this one without shaking. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this is like the sharpest one of them all. Yeah, I'm too shaky. <laughs> but hey, man, when you got to talk about something, you got to talk about something, you know? You can't just go with the flow. You know, that's the thing. When that, That's the bad thing about humanity is uh, a lot of times... People will just kind of push over and, and instead of talking about what they don't believe in, we'll just let it go. Well, what can I do about it? Oh, I'm not going to make a difference, so I'll just not say anything, which to me is even worse. So, yeah, we got this going. Okay, let me see if this will help. There we go. Yeah. So, see? Boom. That's the ACDC with the stone wash. You can see how it's darker. But see when it comes in, when you push it in, it catches here. And I've had to sand it down a few times, like right here, it catches. But I think I got, you can see how it's sanded down a little bit more here than here. So, but man, it's one hell of a knife, I'll say that. And then the karambit. Let's see if we can see it now that I got the light on. See how it's not as dark, how it's faded? But you can feel it in there. So, but this one, I'm not used to sharpening karambits. So right here, I need to sharpen it a little bit more. Oh, bootleg blades is here. Finally. So, bootleg blades, I've been having a... Uh, I've been holding one of my topics just for you because last week or two weeks ago we were talking about normalizing. And uh, you were right. Well, I think we were both kind of right, but I was watching a bunch of videos and I actually watched this engineer that was talking about the difference between annealing and normalizing. And, <coughs> excuse me, they're basically the boat... They're basically the same process. You know, of course, annealing is controlled and a lot slower, where normalizing is faster and out in the air and stuff like that. But when you anneal something, it gives you a medium grain, where when you normalize it, it gives you a fine grain. So they're both the same process, but when you normalize it, it actually gives you a finer grain. So you were right about that. So, yeah. It's something It's something I wanted to test, and I still probably will test it. But, you know, I've seen so many people debate about it. Oh, well, it's already been annealed. Once it's annealed, you don't need to normalize it because it's already been done this and that. And it's the same process. You heat it up and you cool it down. And 
But no, it is the same process, but for different results. So I'm definitely going to, every blade from here on out, I'm definitely going to normalize before I heat treat. Relay blades, you missed the discussion. That's why I'm all shaky now. It's kind of a bad topic, but uh, <laughs> maybe you'll have to go back and watch it. <laughs> oh, man. Starting to calm down a little bit. <laughs> so, on, like, the video I've been working on for Monday is to follow up to the etching machine. Look, I, I didn't put any uh, PB blaster on this. I, I did a test etch. Like, oh, one thing about uh, yesterday's video, if you guys didn't read in the comments, I mixed up, of course, my dyslexia got to me, and I mixed up the negative and positive leads. The etching part is supposed to be positive, and the clip part is supposed to be negative. So, yeah. But look, I didn't put any PB blaster. And once, you, if you do make that ACDC uh, etcher thing, make sure you test it to see which one is which and how it goes. But, yeah. <clears throat> I just can't believe, man, it's like that video got no comments, you know, barely views. It's like... Man, why don't people want to make, why don't people want to know how to make better things for their logos? But like I said, I guess people find one way and, uh, they just go with that way. So, I mean, yeah, you can use a car battery or a DC power supply and it works, but then you don't get that black edge. Oh, maybe now that I got the light on, I can show it. The difference. Let's see. See, I mean, it's kind of black, and it's set in, but it's not as black as that. It probably doesn't show up on camera. Let's see. Yeah, see, that's a lot more black than the other one. But, you know, people are setting their ways. I'm setting my way sometimes, but I try to get out of that. Hey, what's up, Stocking Wolf? Yeah, it was last week, Chip. Yeah, when you asked about normalizing. See, because I've done them both ways. And uh, it used to be like, okay, you don't normalize. Then all that's going to happen is, is your blade's going to warp more and you're going to have more problems with it. But the reason it's warping is because you don't have that really fine grain structure. Yeah, Chip, you were the one that brought it up about normalizing. And then Bootleg Blade's like, you have to normalize. And I was like, well, I don't know if you do or not. It's the same process as annealing. And we got into that whole discussion about it. <clears throat> so, yeah. Of course, me and my OCD, I had to go study. Because, you know, I'm only human. I do put out bad information every once in a while. But when I do, I want to correct it. So, I try to go back and correct it and all that stuff too so yeah because i guess uh when you're heat treating different steels because this the guy i watched was an engineer he wasn't a knife maker so his whole uh synopsis is that the word his whole thesis i guess <laughs> do you make a thesis as an engineer or just as a, a student either way uh was he explained it you know, and he broke them down. And the, the same process, the whole thing. The only thing is, when you anneal it, you control it in an oven. 
and you air cooled it and you cool it down slowly over a couple hours or in vermiculite or whatever you want to do to soften the steel. Now normalizing is to refine the grain and make it finer. And you know, they both do the same thing. Annealing just makes it like a medium instead of being a fine grain, it's a medium grain. So Yeah, I mean, I really, yeah, it's, it's just better to have a better grain structure when you're making knives, you know, for the sharpening process and the whole process like that. And the Martin site, and uh, I'm not going to explain anything like that, but if you go look it up, uh, it's like, uh, you know, the difference between annealing and normalizing, an engineer and then the guy's name is like engineer or the YouTube channel name is engineer or something like that. So, but <clears throat> cause the thing is I, when I normalize, you know, I put them in the stainless steel packets. I bring it up to 1500 and then I pull them out. And that, I used to do that in my old heat treating videos because that way, the one thing I don't like about when you normalize, like, you know, without the, the stainless steel foil packs or in a forge or, or whatever, then you get all the scale on it. Then you have to take all the scale off and, and scale can be harder than the steel. So, man, it's like all these extra steps. So I started wrapping them in packets and doing it, which it's, it's like the trade-off. Do you want to take the extra time to grind it off or do you want to take the extra time to wrap them? Because wrapping those in those stainless steel packets takes almost as much time, but half the effort, if that makes sense. So, either way, you're taking all this time. So, it's like, wow. And then you go on all these forums, like, do you really need to, do you need to do stock, do you need to normalize stock removal, or is the annealing enough? And everyone's like, oh, you don't need to, you don't need to. But like I said before, most of those forums are people that have gotten advice from someone that, Something worked. It's like, oh, man, well, I didn't normalize it, and this knife came out fine. But they don't know how fine that knife came out. Stalking Wolf, the good thing, the steel we order is already in a kneel, and it would suck if it wasn't. I got to do it when I work with the leaf spring I have. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what. In fact, I got some, uh, because, uh, 5160, if, it, well, if the leaf spring is 5160, nowadays you don't know what your leaf spring is. I, I've gone into that discussion before. Because nowadays it could be almost anything. You don't know what, with, with, you know, in fact, I, I think I talked about that before, where the guy's like, anything before, anything before 1980 in leaf spring is definitely 5160. It's like, yeah, but that steel's 40 years old. Who knows all the stress it's been through and all the different structures and riding in a car. So, you know, but, woof, man. <laughs> so, but annealing that 5160, you know, I tried it where I heated it up to 1600 and I stuck it in vermiculite and it softened it just a little bit. But with 5160, you have to take it up to like 1500. Bring it down to 1300 in like two hours. Bring it down from 1300 to 1200 in another hour. 
and then you're supposed to bring it down to air temperature over whatever. But once I got down to 1,200, I stuck it in the vermiculite. And man, it was like night and day. I couldn't believe the difference. And it was steel I ordered. You know, it was the 5160 I think I got from Alpha or Jance or something. So it was supposed to be annealed, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, it was 5160 I bought from a, a supplier. And it was, if you guys watched that 5160, uh, that, it was the chopper build, I think. Was it the chopper build? No. The chopper build is where I tried to vermiculate, and it didn't, it didn't help. And then when, um, what's his name? Uh, Sam, uh, Firekeeper Forge. I'm going blank. The Firekeeper Forge sent me that integral. He's like, you have to anneal this. And I tried to anneal it that way, putting it vermiculate, and I went and I read the data sheet. Any steel you get, always read the data sheet because that'll tell you the best way to use it. And man, I couldn't believe the difference between when I took it up to 1600 and put it in the vermiculite to when I actually followed the data sheet. So, Chip, I want to etch my logo. How do you make your logo? Um, go to, go to, Blue stencil, go on Google and look up uh, Blue Lightning Stencils. The guy's name is Ernie. In Monday's video, I talk about that. He'll make you like six or seven stencils, and you send them your logo, you send them what you want, and he'll make a whole sheet of them. Let's see if I can find it. Oh. Yeah, it comes in a pack like this. So, <clears throat> yeah, Ernie, his website is uh, com. Email sharpknife at aol.com. And he sends you a pack like this. You know, and he even sends you uh, these stencils. So you know where to place. Oh, I'm dropping everything. <laughs> see, on live streams, you get to see how clumsy and idiotic I am. <laughs> well, not idiotic. Let me take that back. You get to see how clumsy and stammering I am. He'll send you these so you know where to place the knife. It's, and then you put the stencil behind that. Oh. And it comes in a big old sheet, like, you know, a huge sheet. But be careful, you don't want to keep these in the light because they're photosensitive. Ugh. Nothing in there. Yeah, so. Oop, I'm dropping them all over the place. <laughs> oh, here's the big one I did on that chopper. <laughs> but that's way too big. But that's how they come. And then you can just wash them off with dish soap after you etch them. <coughs> it's definitely worth the money. Because they last. You know, it's not like you just etch one and then it goes away. You etch it. And then you wash it off with soap. And, you know, I have yet to rule. Well, the first couple times I tried etching, I ruled them. Because I put the tape on too long and I pulled it. And it pulled the whole thing off. But, yeah. Blue Lake Blade says he makes his own stencils to etch. 
by printing on a sticker on a circuit printer plus. I can make stickers and iron for shirts with it. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, bootleg blades, you said you built a natural like I was talking about, but you, you didn't know if your bridge rectifier was messed up. <laughs> Man, I give up on this thing. It keeps coming off. I'm just going to drink it with the wide mouth. <laughs> Oh, man. See, I, I was looking into uh, making those, like, the vinyl stencils and all that. But, and I have, I think you need a laser printer. I don't have the laser printer. But I've got art skills. Like, let's see. You know, well, I've talked about that before. In school, instead of studying or listening to the teacher, I would be drawing the whole time. So, I've got a pretty good art background. Except, <laughs> the only problem was, I wanted, I was 16, and I didn't, school was not my thing, so I wanted out of school, but I was too young to drop out. Back in the 80s, they had this weird thing, but I would skip so much, I even had like a chewing officer and all that stuff, and I finally got to the point where they just kicked me out of school, and it's funny because the art teacher, I think, I think she thinks I whipped my, my junk out. But my friend took a, a rubber, and he blew it up and let it go. And I took it over to the sink, and I filled it up with water. And I was like, anyone ever seen one of these? So I think she thinks I actually pulled my junk out. But, yeah, that got me kicked out of school for sure. <laughs> Chip says he knew me in school. You sat right behind me. <laughs> yeah, man. I was definitely a cut up in school. But, uh, whew. Bootlegs Blades, he's only getting DC. You ordered a bridge rectifier. It's a cutting printer that I use for the stencil. Right, right. I've seen those. That's sweet. I almost invested in one, but. Uh, <laughs> it would be nice to be able to print some t-shirts and stuff like that, but, yeah, man. Uh, Stalking Will says, sometimes you'll use either a hot or cold stamp. Now, I've looked into that, too, but since I don't forge and stuff like that, I don't know if it would be. Now, I got the press, and, uh. I almost bought one of those cold stamps because I could just put it in that press and press it. But uh, it was I was on the fence. And I was like, well, I could spend like $80 on, you know, a printed thing of stencils or I could spend like 200 on a stamp that I might mess up and not know how to work and stuff like that. So I went ahead and went with the stencils. But I would love to have a cold stamp. Aaron, you made it this week. <laughs> you haven't been here a couple... Man, uh, two weeks ago, I was hoping you'd show up because you put that Instagram uh, post up on your stories of you skating. I think it was you. Man, was that you on that half-pipe skating? Because, man, you were tearing it up. It's like, yeah, man, check out it. Check him out. Rip it up. It wasn't even just... It was, it was a half-pipe that went to another half-pipe. And, man... He was ripping it. It's like, yeah, I'll tell you what. 
I'm only 48, but I feel like I'm 80. If I got on a skateboard again, I'd probably break every bone in my body. <laughs> I used to be, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, I grew up when it was like Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk was just getting started, you know. Pal Peralta, the Bones Brigades and all that. And I used to have a huge, big old skateboard. Back when, this is back when they didn't have the front lip. And before Ollie, you know, we didn't even know what an Ollie was. And then all of a sudden, a few years later, they came out with the front lip and everyone started doing Ollie's and all that. And <clears throat> but honestly, because of my arm and how thin it is and stuff like that and how messed up it was, man, I'd be afraid if I fell, it would just be, you know, say goodbye to my arm. So, yeah. Plus, man, I'll tell you what. When you fall, or when I fall these days, man... It's hard to get up. You know, when you're in your 20s and you fall, <laughs> you can bounce right back and jump up and, and giggle it away. But, whew, these days it's like take every precaution not to fall. And, and, you know, you start falling and you hit that slow motion. It's like, oh, man, here it comes. <laughs> oh, man. Ha, 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 <laughs> yeah, man. But Aaron was shredding it, man. Yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. I actually remember uh, my neighbor threw a bunch of uh, plywood and stuff away, and I built. I kept building this half pipe in my out of my driveway because I got a really big driveway and a huge yard. But it was funny because I built it like three feet high. And that wasn't enough. So then I added on, you know, another two feet. Then that wasn't enough. And, I, and you know, as a, a kid, 14, 15 years old, man, it was like danger zone. Like I say, though, you're 14 or 15. You don't care about, you know, falling and stuff like that. It's no problem. But, man, I'm surprised I didn't come up one side and the whole thing fall over. <laughs> oh, man. But, <clears throat> yeah, man. I used to love skateboarding, but see, since I'm I'm left-handed, it's weird because I I I I skate regular footed, but I have to push with my right foot, which means I'm one of the I'm one of those back foot pushers. You know, most people put their foot at the front of the skateboard and push. I have to put my foot at the back of the skateboard and push. And my friend was like, "Man, how do you skate like that?" I've never, I, it's like, out of the thousand people you see skate, you'll see maybe like five people that are back, backboard pushers. <laughs> it's like, how do you control everything? It's like, I don't know, it's just how I learned how to skate, so. <laughs> Chip, it's amazing how much different a fall is at 55. We used to jump off the roof of the house when I was younger, no problem. I'm telling you, man, forget jumping off the roof. If I even fall out of bed, I'll break my arm. <laughs> my bed's only a foot high. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Whew. All right, right, right. Oh, man. We made it 45 minutes. Check that out. It was a little shaky in the beginning, but I had to get that out. So I finally calmed down. I'm a little shaky still, but whew. Man, I'm nervous talking about stuff like that because, 
I don't know. That stuff really kind of gets to me. But, all right, I think I'm going to end it here on a positive note. We've been laughing and, and, and turning the whole thing around. So, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys showing up every week, man. It really means a lot, you know. All you guys here, and go watch yesterday's video. I don't know why no one's commenting on it. Man, it hurt my feelings. <laughs> now, I'm just kidding about that, but it does blow my mind when it's like, man, you would think people would want to learn how to make this. And and with that ACDC etcher, I realized it probably scares people off. But I'll tell you, I cheated. And that's why I even put that in the comment. There's no, there's really no wiring. Well, you have to wire two switches, but everything else is just plug stuff in. It's, it's really simple to make this etcher. I mean, I, I, I tried to make it as basic as possible. If you can, if you can wire a switch, you can make this etcher. There's no circuits in it. You know, you, you just, you, like I said, you just plug stuff in. That's it. It's real easy. So, I understand sometimes electronics can scare people. That's 